0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Let's Get Lost podcast. Today, we are joined by the legend himself, Jeffrey Judge, entrepreneur of the stars as well as military man that really just showed the, us young kids how to do it the right way. So thank you so much, Jeffrey Judge, for joining me today. And thanks for having me, Mark. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So the thing that I really want to talk about with this guy is he is, like I said, entrepreneur, right? So several businesses under his belt, and as far as I know, all of them successful or a version of success that led to the next other better version of success. So right now, your big thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you got the um, brewery, and then mm-hmm. the pizza store, and I believe which is
1: all which is all one restaurant. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's a so it's a brew pub basically, yep. and with that going on, it started out with the wife. Right before I retired, we bought a bakery in 2013, and it was a bakery that
0: already existed.
1: Correct. That gotcha. was needed a lot of love. Yeah, <laughs> better <laughs> and, leadership, yeah. maybe. Or leadership period dot yeah something like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's about the bakery.
1: And then uh, bakery started going, started doing catering out of there. That went well. It's something I used to do when I was a kid in Miami. Um, That started going off and then started doing catering at the breweries, like food truck kind of deal. Then kind of made a name for myself and then became friends with the current brewery I'm with now, Flying Heart Brewing and Pub. And we brought the pizza game there. Started out in the backyard. Doing pizzas on a grill with a pizza stone. Oh wow. And
0: you know, it'd be like You were serving uh, the people. Just on the So we from, were so No, we were
1: practiced we were practicing in my backyard. So we'd have like gotcha. 12, 13 people over, and then everyone would have their little fucking critique. kind of cuss? Or
0: Oh yeah, you're good. I cuss all the time.
1: So everyone would come over and then I'd have different kind of pizzas, margaritas, just regular pepperonis, blah, blah, blah. And then start getting all foo foo with them. And going off more deeper into pizza where this palate around this town wasn't used to yet. And then, so funny story with that, my dad's visiting old retired cop from Miami pissed off at the world. And uh, he's seeing everyone eating these pizzas and everyone (laughs) has a critique for him. And uh, he's like, I don't understand. You invite all these people to your house and they're, they're tearing your pizza apart and writing shit about it. And I'm like, This is what we're doing, and then he finally realized what we're doing. He was like, "All right, that's cool." Yeah. So then, uh, took that, opened up in 2017, like a soft opening. That went like an underground kind of viral kind of thing, and it was just a New York style pizza, one size, like 12 inches. Yeah, and it's a small menu, very small, and it just started, and it just snowballed from there, and no kidding. It, it's crazy. Once you get that bug, though, that entrepreneur, and I see you, what you do, too, with real estate <laughs> and everything. Oh, yeah. You're like me, because once you get one thing going, you want to start another project, and then start another project. And Absolutely. I mean, the first one's the hardest. Portfolio.
0: Yep. The first one's Mm -hmm. big time, the hardest, right? Because it's all the fear. It's the, oh gosh, it's my only chance to be successful. But then once you start the business, you go, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. That was not nearly as bad as I thought. Let me get these other ideas on paper. Right. So you took the brewery, which is, well, it was it the beer that started or the brewery with several beers. So it was a, it was a
1: tasting room. So there was, they, they originally started distribution and so they'd be around. They'd be on base. All your TGI Fridays, yeah. Wings, all that bullshit. And it just there's there's really no money in distribution because really? you're you're fighting the big guys for all the prettiest tap handles. Oh, I want that beer. It looks great. They're That's fucking true. tried it before. And so from that point on, you know, we kind of collectively pulled back from distribution. Uh-huh. And profit wise, you sell this beer to me, and you're a brewery. So it goes from you to the distributor, then me, the end user, and then the customer. You sell it to me for 25 bucks for a keg. I buy it for 50 as a distributor. The restaurant buys it 150 bucks, whatever. Yeah. And they make 400 something dollars off of it. So So the trickle down effect. Yeah. Yes.
0: You're on the wrong side of that fountain. (laughs) Like, you (laughs) know, like, because really the people who are making the big money is the end of that the last yeah. stop of the beer because they're making right. the 500,000, whatever markup and they're making Correct. the real profit. Right. So and did you, got that in, out
1: there and you got a brewery, uh, but yeah. you're not making shit.
0: <laughs> so what, after you had that revelation, what was the shift, right? So you moved away from distribution and focused on just serving your own personal clientele.
1: So yeah, we um, re rebranded ourselves, went as a brew pub slash, well, classified as a restaurant so we're no different than fridays mm-hmm. chilies that that's how we we're seen by the authorities the atc and all that stuff yeah so when all the the covid shit happens we're,
0: we're a restaurant the- so th- they can't close us down there you go so but if you would have been so, a bar or a brew pub you would have been still shut down or would you have been able to serve well if we would have had no food yes you would have been shut down wow so good thing you, uh, have pizza. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right Way to gamble on yourself and talk about big time paying off. Cause my, my next big thing is what has not necessarily, you know, there's all the animosity about COVID and the who's right, who's wrong. But really my big curiosity is you're a business owner right now, operating right. a business in a time that has never really existed before. Like there Correct. is there, you know, no one really knows exactly what hashtag new normal is. Right. And as a business owner, what has been your biggest struggle with keeping not only your business open, but also your patrons like coming? Like during all this craziness, what's been your secret to success?
1: Well, actually listen to, when this all started, I went deep into podcasts for restaurants and was listening to them left and right. Oh, what the hell are we gonna do? Basically, if you didn't take this, and any business could be the same, I'll quit jiggling the table, sorry. Oh, all right. But any business could be the same and, and use the same model. Does it look better if I look here or there? Oh, or here The
0: first thing you said. Right yeah. there at the camera?
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. So it, it's better if you take that time, step back, reinvent your business. So A, you got people that are cancers. You got people that are not producing. You got ways you want to change. You know that you got the old tops that don't want to comply, don't want to give in to change. Mm-hmm. If you're in a business, you're rapidly changing. You have to adapt. So we took the that time, reflected, and we we got rid of some people.
0: Yeah. So you restructured.
1: You had to. Yeah. if you weren't, if you weren't, um when this, this thing ends, if it does end, it should end. In theory. Um, <laughs> right. But you have not done anything. You you just all right, let's wish it open again. Hey, maybe it'll be the same. Yeah. So like you are like willing we went, to innovate. You, yeah, you had yeah. to. So we would go to the food distributor. Hey, blah, blah, blah. What kind of deals on pizza boxes do you have? So we would buy them from companies or businesses that went out of business and they're sitting oh. on pallets. Of, yeah. So we're getting those pizza boxes for like a penny each. So that's cutting our costs and thinking outside the box, we would deliver to neighborhoods. We would, just oh. put a Facebook ad to the neighborhood pages and Hey, we're coming off this way, this date, send in your orders, blah, blah, blah. And we didn't miss a beat. And that did you do delivery before? No. Well, so we had uh, third party. Ah, uh, okay. Not, we don't have any third party now because to me it's not worth the, the charges. Um, almost, well, that, but you know, for someone to pick up your pizza and drive 10 minutes down the road, Forty fucking minutes later, Oof. and then they call you pissed off. Plus a thirty percent hike, you're paying. Yeah, there's no, it's not, it's not worth it. I don't want my product being shitty. Well,
0: exactly because quality is convenience matters, right? A lot of people are willing; they want the McDonald's yeah. or the Grubhub. But also, people there's are a, lazy people are very lazy, and you know, God bless them, right? But there's also the people who are not, and they want to go out, right? They want, or they want it quality and fresh. They don't want to order they want from Grubhub. Absolutely, they don't want Grubhub to deliver their pizza where you can clearly tell it slid into the side of the box. It's upside yeah. down. You know they want yeah. that quality level. And if you want to speak your product of quality, right. you make it better. I, yeah, I can't even think it would have been cheaper to go the third party route.
1: Well, that and then they're so unreliable because mm-hmm. you know they're getting highly educated people that are. <laughs>
0: clearly <laughs> top the, of the, the community. workforce yeah
1: yeah I like oh oh, are you not high enough where you can fucking take this pizza alright you go here that, that's oh, basically man. where it's at
0: <laughs> that, you know I think that was really the push for contactless in the first place um, they just right. wanted their employees to stop to interacting with customers
1: yeah but also you know you got a lot of people that like that that no interaction sorry I need another beer
0: oh you're good man you're good
1: and uh they like that interaction and or don't like the interaction so it's 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 like a two-way street yeah where you know i don't want to talk to anybody i don't want to touch anybody give me my
0: <laughs> pizza i'm fucking going on my way yep i don't need to have uh, small talk shittiest poor ever oh right, where's it from the oh actually from the fired. beer man yeah yeah, right. No, <laughs> so you know people are gonna ask, um, are you drinking your own beer right now? No. Um
1: my youngest daughter is a beer connoisseur. Okay. She grew up working at the brewery. So is my other my oldest one. But she's like a, a brewery hound. That's really? all she does. And she she just got a job in Savannah, Georgia at another brewery. Doing what? So uh right now they're just trying her out, but um She's going to be doing just hostessing and then it's a brew pub as well. But then she'll get her foot in the door. They'll see what she does. I don't even know if they asked her pre qualifications, but she's to be our kitchen manager here. Oh, there you go.
0: Kind of like walking qualified. Like,
1: correct. Yeah. And then we'll run Friday, Saturday night, even now, like 400 to 450 pies in one night.
0: Wow. Is that so, a combination well, of in house and delivery? Well, actually, we don't
1: have no delivery service right now, so that's just straight up in-house. So Friday night, about 6 o'clock, it's, uh, we're starting to come up on an hour, hour and a half wait for a fucking table.
0: Is that because of the reduced capacity? Well, are you at reduced well, capacity there? So we're at 50%, yep. but you know in the military when
1: we were both together in phase, <laughs> blah, 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 Oh yeah. you find the easiest way to cheat it legally. Legally cheat it. And so we had a 40 by 60 tent out back huh. plus a beer garden. So that doesn't count as your seating Yep. and took that and made it work for us. And See again,
0: innovation, man. They made the we'll laws. Think it the box. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They made the laws and you had two choices, either grumble and be pissed off or find a way around them, legally around them.
1: <laughs> so on, on the grumbling and pissed off part, that's me, my other business partner, ben and then my other business partner ben so ben that i directly work with on the day-to-day operations he's like the rock he's the 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 voice of reason where i'm like fuck this shit this is fucking bullshit fuck what they say yeah so he keeps me grounded yeah because i'm the vocal guy so amen As sir. Long <laughs> as long he does that we're set and then the other business partner Hart ben hart you know, he brews beer and just, he's kind of like the coming at four o'clock in the morning, get the beer ready and rolling out by seven.
0: He's the workhorse. All of,
1: well, we all are in our own way, Yep. but but also all of us have different businesses as well. So, I mean, we all have, we used to have other day jobs and now Ben that I work directly with, our day job is pretty much fine heart, but we're yep. always... It, it, if you have time to sit on your ass and do nothing, you got time to work. Yeah, make money. And, and, and you better be on the hunt. If mm-hmm. you're not on the hunt, start tr- trying to stay relevant. You're, you're not going to make it.
0: Well, especially right now in the culture that we currently have slash the direction we're going. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a, it used to be 15 or five minutes of fame, whatever it was, 15 minutes of fame. You're lucky if you get five seconds of fame before the general audience shifts to another direction.
1: Or a new Facebook
0: story comes out. Yeah, or a new Facebook story comes out. So as I was doing my pre-interview Facebook stalking, there's a couple things that stood out that I really kind of wanted to hear your, like what got you there. So the very first thing was um, very interesting pizzas, non-traditional. I saw just unique ingredients, very awesome pictures. I saw something where you had like a a, a charcuterie board that was on a log. We do a
1: lot of that. Yeah, so
0: I would not, from what I've seen, I've never eaten there, unfortunately. Left Louisiana before the pizza was there. But um, is that intentional or did that happen naturally? So –
1: when I used to cater there, when I wasn't affiliated with, with it, when I was still with my wife's company, um, I like, I'm fat. I like food. Mm. I like meat. I like cheese. So charcuterie would, would, was the natural thing. So we used to do that on like Thursday nights, have like pairings with cigars, whiskeys, oh, wow. and just pair the meat with each cigar and, you know, fun
0: stuff. Yeah. Well, fun, unique stuff. You, stuff. you were different, you know, because you're still yeah. in Bozier, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, Bozier, for those who've never had the pleasure, (laughs) is a unique place. (laughs) But food-wise, I would not call it the Mecca. You know, there's not really any high-quality or unique food. You know, there's there's lots of Southern food, but outside of Southern food, I really struggled to find anything different. Right. Right. That's where you came in. You identified a need.
1: Well, even like, when I was with, working with my wife and I started doing Cuban sandwiches. No yeah. one's ever heard of a Cuban sandwich here. <laughs> so doing that, like traditional Rubens and shit like that, man, it's, it's trying to change a bologna and cheese palate to like, mm. this is what fucking food's supposed to be like.
0: Yeah, like open your eyes and mouth and accept different. You know, because my experience with food down there, and there's not this is a personal preference of mine, but I wasn't a big fan of Southern food. I, typically, it was very overcooked or over seasoned. There was very right. little natural flavors. Like you wouldn't ever find just like a sauteed vegetable bowl or a dish or something. Not necessarily on the healthy side, but I just mean in general fresh. Everything there yes. is long and slow Out and Out of a seasoned. box. Out of a box, exactly. So I know for a fact, if I would have lived there, and there was a pizza place like yours. I'd have been there.
1: Well, there's since since the breweries had opened up. Mm-hmm. Most of the the food trucks that that we did the circuit with, they all we all got brick and mortars now. Wow. And there's been a renaissance of like the food scene, which is to me, it's 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 kind of cool because if you're in a big city, no one really give a fuck. But yeah, this is not a big city. It's like two towns with a river,
2: mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. this
1: food renaissance is happening, and it's just. Cool. I got to to cook with a chef um right before the bullshit started and it was for a food prize award for Louisiana, North Louisiana. Wow. Really? And basically I cooked for I learned a lot. Man, it was a you ever do 120 hand rolled raviolis? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you I have.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it uh, culinary school was a beach uh or a bitch, but um so I know yes. the pain exactly what you're what you're talking about. Um so as for so, did you create the menu, or was it a collaborative effort? Did you guys bring in a chef? Like, how did you come to the flavors that you had, or that you so, figured out?
1: Um, we had a really good food rep. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never had bad food reps, but this person, she was on the cusp of just trying to go to multi-unit, or I don't you even know. She was at the right place at the right time. Yep, And that... Made it to the point where, you know, it made pizza easy. Then I found out about a pizza expo in um Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. it's every year except this year, and that's where <laughs> yeah. I got smart. Yeah, because I know you're a foodie. Man, oh yeah, I love food. I always watched your stuff too. Yeah, and so, you know, you appreciate it as well as I do. You know, food is awesome. It
2: oh, you don't have just... to have a
1: big plate. You just have to have it awesome. Mm-hmm. And, um, where was I going with this? I don't know. So That's... with the menu, <laughs> with the menu, we started messing around. So, you know, making traditional pizzas, pepperoni by far is our biggest seller. Oh yeah. And it's pepperoni. It's good. It's solid. It pays the bills. Yeah. But, you know, we got like Mediterranean's with feta, calamari, olives, mm. just that pesto on top. It's yeah. just totally different. Um, And right now I'm messing around with sous vide. Really?
0: So for those who don't know, sous vide is, it's very cool. It's not new because the technology has actually been around for a while. It's not new by any means, but it's, it's getting attention now. And it's, it's impossible. And I'll argue people against this. It is impossible to overcook something with a sous vide. Correct. It is literally impossible. (laughs) And it will give you the most unique and I mean, flavorful and tender meat that you've probably yeah. ever eaten. Super good. Yeah. So what do you do with the sous vide for the food you put out?
1: So actually, we, I started messing around with it. Got my Christmas sous vide, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The, the Envoy or whatever the hell it is. Um, so let's say at my wife's place, turkey had gone up to almost six bucks a pound wow. for a clean meat turkey. Yep. Deli turkey. The Are whole oh, deli, it? gotcha. Yeah. So it was like, all right, no preservatives. That's the way... The path we go down, we don't like any nitrates, anything like that. So started taking, getting raw turkey breasts and vacuum packing it and sous-viding that for the store. Oh, wow. Just with salt and pepper. And we're at $1.70 a pound. Wow. We just got to sous-vide it overnight for 13 hours. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's (laughs) not even really labor at that point. No, it's not. It's hope the power don't go out. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Huh. So just just
1: learning things like that.
0: Well, and that's what will keep you going, right? So Mm -hmm. through the through the thin times, you know, you got to find a way to save a substantial amount. Because you said you went from how much to a dollar seventy. Like yeah, dollar seventy eight, dollar seventy three around there. And what were you paying when it was almost
1: six bucks a pound?
0: Man, that'll that will that one item right there could sink a restaurant. If the owner Mm. or the runner they they didn't understand or see catch that. Before you know it, you're in the red. That's crazy.
1: Well, see, the the good thing, like going back to Flying Heart with my direct. I mean, all my business partners are direct, but hand in hand, Ben Ben P and I work together. Mm-hmm. He is a numbers chaser, so he'll be like, "Hey Jeff, dude, your your fucking food costs are stupid." Yeah, I'd be like, "Well, uh, I'm a chef," <laughs> and
0: then a
1: lot of people do that. Don't don't look at the food costs. They and don't it, because well the passion of the food. Correct. But you know, you throw a handful of shit on a pizza that you think it's good, but really do you need that much? Yeah. You just want flavor. You don't want you don't want just too much like too much sausage. It's like it's not
0: even palatable mm-hmm. at that time. Well, but, and it can be know. inconsistent too. You know, like you mm-hmm. want a lot of if anybody watching those Gordon Ramsay shows or has actually worked in a restaurant before. Um, there is such thing as too much. I mean, too big of a portion, too much of an ingredient, that is not only bad for the bottom dollar, but it's very bad for the customer. Because either they walk away only eating half their meal and you gave them two for the price of one, or they can't even eat a pizza because it's a mound of sausage. And they're like, well, now I can't taste anything else. Why am I not making money? Yeah, why am I not making money? Well, because you're not doing it correctly. (laughs) Right. So I guess for timeline purposes, what came first? The beer and then the food. But didn't you create beer yourself? Like, don't you have your own beer? So, okay.
1: So when I met the flying heart guys, so it was Ben and Ben. So yep. the Bens. We call them plural. Yeah. And um, I was home brewing. When I got stationed here, like right, right as you got there too. Mm-hmm. I was yep. getting real big into homebrewing, doing competitions, da da yep. getting in with with the homebrew scene because there was nothing here at the time mm-hmm. and making stupid beers no one's gonna think of. Um, like the first beer they brewed at Flying Heart, I wasn't even affiliated with it yet, was uh, a beer called Day Wrecker. Okay. So I would brew that on my system, a little five gallon system, and it would come out, I get it's like 8%. So basically it was a Miller light that would kick your ass. Gotcha. Language <laughs> terms. Yeah. So, uh ben hart put it on the big system and got it up to like 10.2 percent we we just took it as a novelty right like yeah i guess so dude we can't keep that in stock he just brewed another 10 barrels of it today wow and it's 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 probably 10 barrels a month we're going through that alone
0: and that was just the novelty beer yeah, um, it really has to show you the taste of the American people though, right? I mean, Miller Light's mm-hmm. huge. It's absolutely, I mean, I don't know what the number one selling beer is, but I'm sure it's up in the top five, top three. Right. And, and not to compare it to yeah. it, but go, go ahead, sorry. Well, just a good example of you just not, you never know what's going to take off, you know? So if you would have just yeah. been like, ah, this tastes like piss, no one will ever drink it and you never even tried, you literally would have missed out on your number one seller. Or I don't know if it's your number one seller, but a big seller.
1: It's it's one of our, I'd say top four. Wow. And we have we have twenty-four taps. Wow.
0: And how many um, of those twenty-four do you brew in brew in house? We have eighteen of our beers on tap. Oh my gosh. I guess I didn't so, realize how much how many beers you did. That's awesome. Yeah. So I sent you that picture the other day, that yep, email. Yep. I mean.
1: That's, that's my happy place when I'm cleaning tanks. And uh-huh. I'm kind of out of the kitchen. I'll just do my, my one-offs, my monthly special pizza, and mm-hmm. then go in there, hey, do this, that, give them a bill sheet, cough, yeah. and go about my merry way.
0: And then that's the month pizza um, or the special for the month or something?
1: Correct. Sweet. Like this one, you're going to like this one. So okay. this month's, oh, August's next month's pizza, well, next month's pizza, um, calling it the blueberry squeal, like blueberry heel. Yeah. Because the sun Yeah. But, um, it's going to be like a sour cream, fresh thyme, lemon base, Ooh. lemon juice base. Yeah. And then a little bit of feta, a little bit of sharp cheddar, pulled pork, which we do in-house, um, sauteed onions, and blueberries to finish it. Throw it wow. in the oven, pull it out, and then fresh chives on top, a little bit more fresh thyme, and that pizza's sick
0: oh my gosh that sounds i salivated just a little bit because that's kind of pizza's hard to even find here in colorado and we're like kind of a foodie place i mean there are some specialty pizza shops um but they're not as common as you might think and i don't know if maybe we're not a pizza consuming you know um people over Mm -hmm. here but i would eat the hell out of that pizza (laughs) that you just described uh, Man. So how, what, how'd that come to you? Was it just you messing with different ingredients or were you inspired by something else? Just thinking out of the box Mm -hmm. and
1: Facebook is the best thing. I'm on a whole bunch of pizza sites and everyone shares ideas Mm -hmm. and, you know, just, it's a good community. Collaborative. Yeah. Oh, want to go collaborations? Yeah. So we do, um, last year we did, we kind of ran out of collaborations, but every month we would collaborate with a different restaurant and have their product featured on our pizza and cross promote. And that, I think that's what helped kind of put us on the map Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and you know, it was fun, you know, just different thing. Like we had this, this one, one restaurant, they were up and coming real, real high end food, but not real high end price. The pork grill, and they're in South Shreveport, and they have a sweet tea brined, smoked barbecue chicken. Oh, wow! So we did a barbecue chicken pizza. Um, I pickled my own onions on that, and with some smoked gouda on it, and nope. a couple things here and there. But it was freaking delicious.
0: That's amazing. See, and how? So how did you get? So were you out just knocking on doors, essentially, and saying, "Hey, let's do something together"? Or how did these collaborations come together? So,
1: um, I'm always out. I, I do nothing but local restaurants,
0: man about town,
1: right? And <laughs> because the chain, who cares about a chain A chains, you're going to eat the chain food nine o'clock at night. You're gonna get the shits. And then there's chain food for you right there. Pretty much. Absolutely. Sorry. gonna
0: Well, and you know what you're going to get. There's no you love know. in it. There's no love in it. It is standardized and it's standardized for a reason. I don't like standardized foods. I like the experience of food. No, no, no,
1: no. you're one hundred percent right. Yep. So, um, our first collaboration was from a Mexican joint right down the street from his Chimmy B's. I don't know if you remember that. He used to be Double oh, B yeah. a long time ago. So, hooked up with him, and that was we did our first collab. It was a Carnitas Pizza. So basically, it's a oh. street taco. Yep. With the chipotle. Um, wine cheddar sauce on top so green verde a little bit of ranch cream it up motts the the pulled pork mm-hmm. and then bake it and then finish it off with the um the chipotle wine cheddar sauce cilantro and white onions and a lemon wedge and wow man, we we put that on the menu this past year we wow. can't we sell the shit out of it
0: i bet so you said it's a street taco. Is it in the flavor of, or is it a pizza? Or is it, what is it it's actually? A, it's a, it a, is pizza a pizza with the flavor of but, a street taco. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So do you make your dough in-house? Is that? So yeah, yes, we do. We make yep. a average, so each batch is about 150
1: pounds. So we'll single batch towards Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and we start double batching wednesday beginning? thursday and friday so we do a three-day proof and that takes the pizza to a whole different level
0: yeah you don't gotta give just, away all your secrets
2: <laughs> no no no. but yeah. that's
1: a standard thing you have to have the room to do that um so it's it's refrigerated the whole time mm-hmm. and it's it's a 38 degree fermentation but it, okay. it works like wow so
0: just the little things you learn. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the little things too that separate you apart, you know, and a so, bunch of little things add up to one big difference. Well,
1: you know how great the water here is in Bochester and Freeport, right? <laughs> Change your teeth colors. Yeah, that good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, then um, T is my, our other business partner I work directly with. He's a water engineer by trade. Of course. So <laughs> we use RO water to make our beer. So we, we, took a pipe or just plumbed some over to the kitchen in a uh, 30-gallon fermentation tank. Mm -hmm. And he came up with the mineral build for New York City water minus fluoride, chlorine, all bullshit. So (laughs) that is the basis for our water. Is New York. (laughs) Wow. Style. Yeah. But, you know, to think out of the box like that, the the good thing about it, it is the same every time. It's not, so you're not going to have hard water, soft water. It is 100% all the time, the same.
0: Consistent, every time. There,
1: oh, and that's, that's so the smart. biggest thing. So how, Just lazy water,
0: <laughs> well, I mean, but it one in the same, right? I mean, look at all the technology. Yeah, all the technology that has gone into making us lazy. I mean, I would wow. argue that's smart. I mean, I'd rather drive a car than, you know, walk. So lazy, yeah. sure, super smart. I would agree also. <laughs> So, what do you do with that? Where does your consistent water come from? You said it's different.
1: What are you tapping
0: into? That's not the city.
1: Okay, so it it is tap water, but we have a reverse osmosis system, and so basically, we start off even with all the beers. Is it's inert water? Yep. um, Better than distilled, and we have a solid baseline every time, no matter what we're doing, and that gives us. Repeatability yeah. all the time. And That's you never amazing. have to wonder. So learn that home brewing. It's like, okay, I make this beer in June, it's badass. I made it in October. The water's hard. It's scaly. It's it's no doesn't have a good head. Yeah. I'd never would have thought like about
0: that. that ever. I never would have thought about it. Because you think that the process of brewing, you know, with the heat and all that, that the water would be negligible at that point. But thinking right. about it. Water isn't an ingredient just like any other food. If I use a it crappy is. tomato, my sauce is going to be crappy. Does it matter right. if, you know, so that's, huh, that's very clever. Hmm.
1: So, yeah, and then the next year going to the pizza convention in Vegas, seeing all these systems for like $8,000 for fucking RO system, that blah, 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 blah. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Good idea, buddy.
0: Yeah, but you oh. just tapped into what you already had. <laughs> right. Wow. So, huh. So have you also – you go to these pizza conventions. I assume you also go to brewery or, like, um, beer conventions.
1: So the the one in Denver, I have – I was getting the pizza game going first, so I have not had
0: a chance to go to one yet. I was gotcha. going to one this year, but it, – It's it, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to 2020. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, Zero stars. <laughs> yeah, 2020, I will send it back and never order again. Um, yes. If you need to grab another beer, right now is a good time to do it. <sighs> all right. Ready, Freddie? Horrible bore. <laughs> mm, man. Well, considering you're doing it all one-handed, you get a little yep. bit of a, a leeway. <clears throat> all right, so we know beer is a mm-hmm. big part of your life, big love of your life. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people know that whiskey is my big love, right? I am currently taking a year off myself but at the end of that year, you better believe I got some delicious whiskey waiting for me, right? So, what about oh, yeah. you? Are you mostly beer, or do you are do you think you'll ever branch out into the spirits? So, doing like as far as the company, or let's start with the like company, comment? and then we'll we'll do personally because then we'll have fun whiskey stuff to talk about.
1: <laughs> That's actually a good fucking question, right there. Yeah. So, we um, hear that thunder. Mm. Um, We are in good relations with our liquor distributor. So we prior to COVID bullshit, Mm -hmm. we're getting ready to have our own flying heart make this mark blends. Really?
0: So they would incorporate your beer
1: into well no, we we get to to blend it with the Steves and all that. Mm -hmm. What is the the barrel? Is that the right terminology? Um, What's that? The sleeves for the barrel, the Steves or Are you talking about about for the the so, they whiskey? custom make the barrel to blend it. Yeah. So, they were going to yeah. do our own blend with their. So, we, we figure out what kind of blend we want. And then basically, we would get a maker's mark with flying hard on it. And we would sell that by bottle and also sell it by, you know, individual drink. Are talking shop, you talking about the stills? No, no, no. But like the barrels, the each. Like you can get, oh, the wooden
0: steins. Are you talking about the the wood, the steins of the barrel? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, that's what one of my, uh, so this ring right here um, is actually from a whiskey barrel that my favorite whiskey company sent me from Ireland. I, nice. I, I called and asked, hey, can I buy one of your barrels? I want to make my wedding ring out of it. They're like, well, no, but we'll send you a piece of a barrel for free if you want. And I said, "Well, I'll pay for the shipping." They said, "Oh no! If you like our whiskey, yeah. we got you." I'm like, "That's yeah. amazing!" <laughs> so yeah, my buddy turned it into a ring. That
1: get you bought in?
0: Hmm. Oh, they got my business yeah. forever. Yeah. So, so, all right. So, going now that we know what we're talking about. So the the a wooden barrel for like whiskey is a yeah. bunch of oak, or well, it depends, but typically oak that is in a wooden barrel, just like an old pirate barrel. Right, think about Correct. that. So, what yeah. do you do with that? That incorporates it into your beer.
1: So, actually, we do have a bourbon infused beer. It's called the Barrel Fifty Two. So, B Fifty Two. I see what you did and, there. <laughs> and um, that's one of our higher selling. High, well, actually, the highest selling dark dark beer we have. Wow. But once once this all clears, and we could go to Maker's Mark and do our own blend of whiskey. Mm. and then we can get those barrels off of that too and do a special brew to incorporate the barrel into that into the beer and get that flavor even age it in that barrel oh my (laughs) so So with that it's limitless what you want to do
0: absolutely so is that just something that would be your whiskey so just one type and that's kind of where it starts Yep. So we do
1: that. We, we start that going and Mm -hmm. then basically it's a business. Absolutely. You sell it
0: and everyone hopefully
1: enjoys it Mm -hmm. and you go from there.
0: Well, you, but you're going to stay focused on the quality. You know, one thing that I've seen when it comes to entrepreneurs is sometimes they put the cart before the horse, you know, like they want to do seven whiskeys at once, like right in the beginning, you know, 20 beers. I want a whole wall of taps. It's like, wait, wait. Have you mastered even one yet? Right. <laughs> it's, you oh, gotta I did start one to-
1: homebrew. I homebrewed one time. I'm going to be a brewery. No, 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 no. <laughs>
0: Open a restaurant. Let's go. Yeah. How long did you homebrew before you really got into the industry of it?
1: Um, played around with it a little bit in Alaska, where it was so much easier because you didn't have to worry about um, a hot summer day, trying to cool your work down to pitch your yeast. Yep. And then started here with, uh, I don't know if you remember Chad Conley. Oh, yeah. He showed me how to homebrew down here. He was like my original, like, holy shit, you could do that? Really? Oh, he was your guru, so. huh? Yeah, he was my, my other buddy Chris in Alaska. You know, yeah, he, he was homebrewing from the get go, but I didn't care about that. But down here, like, actually gotten into the nitty gritty, checking gravities mm-hmm. and wow, um, recording your ingredients and boil times and taking notes, which
0: So you can replicate it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Because that's my problem with most recipes. You know, I can cook um, something once amazing. (laughs) But then if if I try to cook it again, it will still be amazing, Mm -hmm. but it will not be the same thing I made. Absolutely. And if you want to make a restaurant or something that you just want to replicate in general, that's the step. Right. Because I actually spoke with the chef on here, um, which will be tomorrow's episode. and. Yeah, she, same process, right? She's, I said, what separated us, right? We were both on the same path for a while. You became the professional. She's like, I started writing stuff down. She's like, I want to make a book. So I started writing down ingredients. And the second she did that, now she can replicate and boom, it's the next level. Yeah, that's, it's not hard. It's just got to do it.
1: So me, like, even with the pizza thing starting off, you know, hey, write down your recipe. Fuck no, I ain't give it to nobody. Uh uh hmm so this is my having to take my dough <laughs> recipe and put it on the wall for we got a 80 quart mixer which we're getting ready to get a bigger one yeah because 80 quarts isn't enough and um you know everyone can see my they can take a picture of that mm-hmm. and put on facebook whatever but you know if, i don't do know that's
0: you can only do so much with a recipe. Laziness
1: will overtake that.
0: Absolutely. Day. Because if all it took was a recipe to become a business owner, mm. we'd have too many businesses. It takes way more than just the recipe or the secret ingredient. You know, it's really anybody who is an entrepreneur can make most businesses work. Having an expertise right. in that individual business is what will make it the next level work. But, you know, I could probably take you and put you in like a you know, a fabric store, something, you know, I don't know if you're a professional snow uh, sewer in your fair or free time, but you probably don't know much about fabric Mm -hmm. or is that a fair assumption? But I guarantee you, you could make that store profitable. It's, it's so like,
1: even if say you had a brewery in town, a right. And you had good beer, good food, but, awesome staff,
2: mm-hmm.
1: awesome presence of the owner, no matter what, that interaction of talking to the customers and basically making it feel like you're at your garage drinking beer with your buddies or in front of a camper, at a campfire, camping out in the middle of nowhere. That's the setting you want to have. You want to have that... It's like People come into our place, it's like freaking cheers, man. It's like... we yeah. know, pretty much
0: everyone there and it's it's awesome seeing that i love that show cheers big fan of it and the number one reason is the community aspect of it all like you said you walk into it and you're amongst friends you're amongst family you know depending on how much you're actually there and if you can create that kind of environment especially in a pub you know pizzeria restaurant or what is it gastropub mm-hmm. right is what you're technically are uh you you could say that yeah whatever yeah so gastropub. we don't have duck fat fries so we're not a guy <laughs> there you go um <laughs> well if you ever do but anyway you go there and sure you may be hungry you may want a beer but what you really want to do is go hang out with your friends
2: right
0: because you can drink a beer there. at home right yeah so it's the it's atmosphere at, <laughs> yeah the atmosphere <laughs> uh, is really what I feel is what makes a place very successful. It's the food and the atmosphere. Everything else is important, but if you don't have those two things down, you're you're done. Correct. Yeah. And I'm
1: sure you Facebook stalked us, looked at our reviews, and <laughs> kind of went down there. And you know, it's I'll look at them. The the thing with the restaurants is you can't get ate up on your reviews because oh, you still have not. a Karen saying, oh blah, 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 and it was the worst service ever. Like, you went Friday night, and you waited an hour and a half. You're going to be mad anyways. And
0: well, those yeah. kind of people, honestly. You went say for the wrong reason. Yeah. Reviews are um, for the people who write reviews, right? Most people, if you have a good time, when's the last somebody just, oh, this was great. I'm going to tell you about it. Almost never. Yeah. Very seldom. Yeah. The only time that most people think about writing a review is if they're pissed. Like oh I'm I'm gonna tell them, and I just the reviews to me, unless I see a whole bunch that all say the you know the food was bad or the service was atrocious, I still even will go. You know what? I'm gonna make up my own mind about it. Yeah, just don't go back. Don't go back. Either you were con either other people confirmed what was true or you got to find a new place that you wouldn't have looked at otherwise. Right. Yeah. And that's why I don't really care for reviews or reviewers get, you got, nobody cares about your opinion. <laughs> no. Like you, they think they do, but they really don't. Unless you got something nice to say, just shut the hell up. Oh,
1: they charged me 50 cents for ranch. Ah, what devils? Here again. It's like Clearly it's- the
0: devils. No. See right. and that's why I just don't put too much because they do matter. Cause it is the voice of a certain part of your clientele but it's definitely is not the crux of it. Like if you hyper-focused and just tried to make sure that your reviews were perfect, your business would fail because of it. Yeah. You're, you're going to be sucking so bad. It's not even funny. Oh yeah. Cause you'll be reactive to everything and it just wouldn't work out.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's like, it's like even today, you know, I was, I
1: was a little nervous about today. I didn't know how today was going to go. Yeah. What kind of questions just sent you my bio but we know each other. So that's a good thing. So yeah. we do have a rapport, but you know, talking to customers today, I was like, yeah, we'll be on a podcast, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. And they're like, are you nervous? I'm like, fucking him now. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> well, and that's the whole but,
0: thing that's really nice about the podcast format is that there's not these I got you moments or things that you can just cut and take out of context. Like these are true conversations between two yeah, people. This is and real. This is this real. This is talk. real. And that's what I like about it. And it's a great way to have somebody kind of highlight a more realistic life of what they do. You know, because you walk right. in and you say hi to your patrons and you say hi to your people, and they know you for this much time, right? They know yeah. working Jeffrey, right? Yeah. Now, the ones who listen to this, thank you, by the way, um, they get to see a whole nother side. And that's just an even deeper connection. It's just cool. Right. It's really cool it's, how things like this work.
1: And then, basically, you know, having a business is if you're not, you should be working on your business most of the time not working at your business. Yes. And as far as it's like right now we're at the point where our customer relationships are awesome um since since everything we're on phase 2 50% plus outside seating we we're, we're doing okay. I cannot complain.
2: Yeah.
1: So, you know, but you know to see the people come back and that was awesome even with when we went dark, we just had curbside only. Mhm. The first night we got a line. I don't know if you remember where the Beaujour Art Council was downtown. It was real shitty before you left. But <laughs> I um, might have they, blocked that they part did of a my Renaissance downtown, right down the street from Red River Chevy. Uh-huh. Blah, blah. Yeah. And so it's this whole new reminds me of South Park when they did Soda Sopa.
0: And it's <laughs> yeah, <stacked>. yeah. <laughs> but down we, from the we, tracks. We, yeah.
1: Right. We were the first ones to, to be a part of that. Really? So, took, took hold and just grew that district. We got a, three other good restaurants, awesome restaurants down that way. But it's just this good community. But that first night we opened up with the uh, curbside, the line was like a quarter mile long with freaking cars. No kidding. And we had to let 65 people go. Oh,
0: my which God. Which sucked. That's awful. But, uh,
1: which, but you had but to though, you had no choice. choice. There was no work like sink or swim. <laughs> yeah. Right. So basically that helped us. Like when I said in the beginning, when you have to reinvent yourself, you know, we figured out what we really need to get back to our core of the pizza, how we need to do it. And that reinvention, I think fortified our yeah. customer base mm-hmm. from here on. And I loved it. It sucked. It was a lot of long, long, 15, 16 hour days beyond a pizza oven. But that's what you had to do.
0: Yeah. Well, and now, you know, eventually this will end um, and you're going to be so much further ahead than other businesses, you know, and it's that perseverance, I think, like you said, 15, 16 hour days. And I imagine you probably had it before you joined the military, but I'm sure it was reinforced even more. Mission comes <laughs> oh, <yeah>. first, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, so your mission right now is your livelihood and your business and your passion. So, right. passion comes first. Yep. Yeah. So you made it the, You you just made it happen. I love it. And then our crazy
1: asses are opening up another location uh, in West Monroe, which is about That's, an hour and a half drive mm-hmm. due east on 20. But you know we. we Bought the land. We're building the whole facility and wow. looking at starting the franchise from there.
0: Wow! All see and again, all right now in the middle of the the whole world's ending. Right, the world's over. Not true. Right. Not if you actually take a moment to work on it. Like, do Correct. go do something. Yeah.
1: If you're gonna fuck it, make it come. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that's my my <laughs> statement. But like the the restaurant equipment industry, they're hurting. They have awesome deals right now. The brewery industry, they're hurting. They have awesome deals right now on equipment. Yep. And we're buying new equipment cheaper than we can buy used equipment for. Oh my gosh. But it's stinking out of the box.
2: hmm
0: Well, because I mean, where are you finding these deals? Is it like auctions or eBay or all of the above? No, from from the companies themselves. Oh. Oh, so they're ready to cut some deals. Oh Yeah, because yeah, I just bought a used, um, it was a six burner commercial range oven, okay. uh, Viking. And it's awesome because, well, you know, there's nothing better than a professional kitchen. I mean, cooking in it is the My greatest next thing in house, the world. Yes, for sure. So that's what, what we that's did. What you know, want. right now, it's very unfortunate that these businesses are going out of business, but either I buy it or someone else Something does, weird. or it gets thrown away. I, I mean, I don't it, feel bad ever. Yeah, Ever. Because from the ashes rises the next business, especially in the restaurant slash like, you know, beer and hospitality industry. It's literally built upon the graves of fallen restaurants. I mean, that's just the way it is.
1: It's sad, but
0: true. It is sad, but true.
1: The land we bought in West Monroe, um, apparently the Duck Dynasty guys used to own it and they sold it back to the city because I guess I don't know what happened. I don't know the whole story. That might not even be true. That's just what we heard yeah. from the town. But, you know, we, we're going to take it, run with it, and then build a solid foundation that's replicable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Did I say that right? I don't yeah, know. replicable. Re- repeatable <laughs> yeah. and have that in a book. Hey, I want to franchise out. Here you go. Here's like right now I'm working on a bonus program for managers that it could be put in paper has matrix that are measurable, all the metrics, blah, 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 blah. Just, you know, things you thought of when you were starting to do pizza.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, now you have to shift a little from the pizza and look more at the business side of it, though. But again, like what you
1: had said earlier, you know, you did this. Now you want to do this to do this. So you look at, like, California Pizza Kitchen, CPK, Mm -hmm. and... You know, those guys started out with a couple locations and then they just blew up. But they did it correctly. They had food costs in check, they had distribution in check, and then they sold it. Now they're rich. And <laughs> seems like a
0: pretty good way to retire.
1: Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah, again.
0: Yeah. Now you made it to the end. So uh retire from the military, you meant. But that yeah. goes perfectly in my next question. Um, How much, if any, of your military um, is helping you now in this aspect?
1: I will say, minus the days coming home smelling like jet fuel and all the other bullshit fluids, you don't know what the fuck they are, Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, I was quality assurance, um, shop chief, section chief, all that. But, you know, basically at the end of the day, you're managing people. Mm -hmm. You're managing customers, no matter what, everyone you look at, you go to Walmart, everyone you see is a customer, if not potentially, and you got to, you got to be the same all the time. You can't, you can't wear your, which I have a bad problem. I wear my feelings on my shoulders, but you have to be the same all the time to the public to correct, to get above. Mm-hmm. And then like you know, I'll do a Friday night, I'm customer talking all night long. I get home, I'm done. I'm
0: you're exhausted, mentally exhausted. Oh, it just wears you out. But I love it,
1: <laughs> yeah. But you can only do so many so much of it, and then you're just you're done. Cause really you can only do 150 people in direct relationship like in your circle at a time. Anything yeah. more than that, you're you you just can't manage it. It's it's hard. So it's mm-hmm. just like How do you start conversations? Oh, um, how the tire is on your car and all that. Yeah, and uh, all that kind of stuff.
0: But it's that rotation of people in and out, you know, to that hundred and fifty. But just like you nailed it on the head, as a business owner, that you always have to be on because you're in the public eye. Like you don't need to be Beyonce to get recognized walking down the street. You know, you're you're a business owner. As a business owner, you are inherently part of the community that you're operating a business in. And if they catch you on the bad day, and you're just like, "Mother, you can't have a bad day, <laughs> you it's know, you public. can't have a, but not in public, and the same thing for real estate, like perfect example, we just recently bought Lindsay, my wife, um a new car, and I picked up oh, well now it's three clients from the dealership because I was cheery and I was happy, and I was polite and respectful, and I talked about guess what real estate, <laughs> so mm-hmm. now I got three phone numbers and three new clients just from being What everyone expects Mark Gibbs to be. Now, people who are my Facebook friends, though, they get a little different side of Mark Gibbs. I'm a little more opinionated. I'm a little more um, loud, would be a word, Mm -hmm. you know. But with that, you can only be so loud. Exactly. You have to. There's a line. There's many a post that I have deleted because I knew that my opinion was not worth alienating the people that I knew I would alienate. And, and you I, can
1: put a hate post up and just delete it real quick because you did it and then take it off and you're like, all right, I'm good.
0: Yeah, I'm good. It's it, I try to not delete anything because I really try to stand behind my words, but I will definitely suppress my speech sometimes because <laughs> that's an option that I can live with. Because ultimately, not everybody's opinion needs to be heard all the time. I mean, if I really had to put a pin mm. in it, we got way too many people's opinion being sprouted very loudly and yeah. it's just not healthy. Right these are like assholes. Yeah. They all stink and everyone's got one. (laughs) Right. Well, Mr. Judge, um, I think we officially got lost.
1: This has been awesome.
0: Yeah. The last thing is I want you to pimp yourself out as much as you can. I want to hear your businesses, um, any promotions you got coming up, anything that you want the public and the people to know about your business or yourself um, right now is the time to tell them.
1: All right, so uh, we're Flying Heart Brewing and Pub in Bossier City, Louisiana. Just a mom and pop place. Um, everyone there loves what they do. And it's it's all about community. Um, my other place, The Wooden Spoon, is just a little bakery, mom and pop bakery in Bossier City as well. And it's it's just, you love what we do. And luckily, our patrons love what we do as well. And that's all I can say. And then- yeah. and I wish I could say cheers y'all but um I'll get <laughs> we, to that
0: in a minute. Yeah, we got to the bottom of that glass. Um well that's great man. That only uh, took 3 beers. That only took 3 beers. That's not bad. That's not bad. I um, I didn't even have to bust out any uh, extracurriculars. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. So well man yeah. I uh, I really really appreciate this. What do you this mean? Is- <laughs> and I think uh when we do I'm sure our paths will cross cuz um, I keep in touch with wait. James Drake a lot. Um, me yeah. and him keep in touch Chadrick. I, or, uh, that's a different person. Conley though. I, I keep in touch with Conley a lot. Not a lot. We used to talk a lot more, but, um, yeah, I would love, I would take the trip you and those guys would probably be the only reason I'd come back to Bozier. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. I got
1: about two years left in this mug and I'm going back to Florida, Florida. I need a beach. I, I, I don't blame water. You, where I can see my,
2: where I'm
1: swimming, mm, I don't, I, I don't like
0: <laughs> It was an adventure and I met a lot of very good people, but um, it's an adventure Correct. I'm glad is over because you've retired. Yes, is that true? Yeah, I did 23 years. That's what I thought. So, okay, so well, cool, man. Well, I really appreciate you. Awesome. So, what you Thanks will be you for having me. You, oh, dude, I if I'll have you back if you let me, um, Always. your uh episode will be posted on the 30th. okay. And then any um, of your websites or any of your advertisements, anything you want me to post on my Facebook page, um, flyers for your businesses, just shoot them over in an email. And we're just going to be marketing until then. So cool. All right. I got you covered, man. Thank you so much. Anything you need for me, let me know. You got it. Just I wish I could
1: give you a big
0: old hug and a cheers right now. I know. Well, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) There you go. All right, brother. Well, you have a good one. And uh, I will let you know when we're about to post this thing. All right. Take care. Thanks, brother. Later. Cheers, brother. Bye. Later.